Hello and welcome to Don't Be a Knob, the podcast that deals with people who are quite knobbish. Now, people who listened last week will remember that we, at the end of the episode, talked about how we were going to deal with something a bit more light-hearted and a bit more fun um, after dealing with Dominic Cummings. But unfortunately, the news this week has been too grim for us to ignore, and we felt it was probably something that we could deal with because a lot of people in the world are acting in a very, very knobbish manner, and we felt it was something we should talk about. Joining me, as always, is Sue. Hello. So you have very strong feelings about this, as do I. Do you want yeah. to tell the listeners a wee bit about, and I'm sure everybody has been watching the news, but you want to just give us a wee bit of background on what we're going to be talking about tonight? Yeah, of course. Um, so last week on the 25th of May, a gentleman named George Floyd visited a grocery store where the worker in the store had accused him of using a counterfeit $20 bill. Um, which resulted in the, the police being phoned. Um, 17 minutes after the first squad car had arrived, George Floyd was on his front with three cops pinning him down. Uh, one officer in particular um, using his knee um, to press down on his neck. Um, so 17 minutes after it had arrived, uh, he was unconscious, showing no signs of life. Um and unfortunately um, was killed, um, which has sparked protests across the full um, of America, across all 50 states, and also around the world, including the United Kingdom. So, yeah. Yes, it's a, it's a story that's it's grown arms and legs in the last week. Um, <sighs> because this isn't the first time that something like this has happened in America. Mm-hmm. Um, no, um, it's happened way too many times. I mean, I think since like twenty fifteen, um, there's been over twelve hundred black people, um, shot and killed by the police. I mean, I say shot and killed. Um, that has only been killed in that manner. This number like wouldn't include those who perhaps died in police custody or had maybe been killed um, using other methods. So this isn't a, a new thing. It's been going on for decades. Um, and I think, obviously, people, um, black people have been murdered by the police, um, but there's never any justice for it. Um, these police officers um, are never... Um, convicted or brought to any justice at all and I think George Floyd's um, death has just been the, the tip of the iceberg Absolutely, mm-hmm. well that was the thing because initially it didn't look there were going to be any charges and that's mm-hmm. what caused the, the kind of very passionate feelings initially was the officers were suspended from work but that yeah. was it Yeah. and you know every single person that's watched the news or has a phone will have seen the footage of the guys sitting on his neck and him screaming and pleading for his life. Mm-hmm. And that's what's made it so difficult. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's horrific. Watching that and hearing it is horrific. And seeing the policeman, and initially anyway, not being called to task um, was difficult. What made it even worse, though, was the fact that, unfortunately, right now in America, we have a president who himself... 
dabbles in racism on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Now, in a situation like this, where you can sense that passions are quite high, you need somebody with a bit of gravitas and a bit of common sense and you know, calm and measured words and actions. And unfortunately, in Donald Trump, we don't have that, do we? No. Um, I mean, the fact that the President of the United States is tweeting, um, talking about using more force and putting the army on the streets, um, calling Antifa um, terrorists, (laughs) Um, a group that was formed to be anti-fascism. Um, I thought it was interesting. Nigel Farage at the weekend said that Antifa were the real fascists. Hmm. Now, how can a group who are anti-fascist mm-hmm. be the real fascists? Yeah. That makes no sense. I know. I don't know much about them, but I, I just find it... Um, <laughs> Trump could have came out straight away, um, as you said, had a bit of calmness um a bit of unity um, to make sure that things didn't escalate, which they have. Mm. Um, it, it could have been... I don't think it could have been avoided as such because people are angry, um, yeah. and rightfully so. They should be angry. Um, I just think that he could have done more. Um, it, he's focusing too much on the protesters and making them out to be the bad guys. Well, yeah, I mean, he's almost entirely focusing on the protesters. I mean, I thought yeah. when I read that tweet at the weekend where he said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, I thought that was a spoof account at first. I know. Because I woke up in the morning, and um, to be honest, for the last four years, any time you read one of Donald Trump's tweets, it does sound like something from a, like a parody account. Yeah. And I couldn't believe he was using that kind of incendiary language. I know. Um, it's um, I know. But I don't agree um, with anyone looting um, businesses no. or, or anything like that. I, I don't at all, and I'm I'm not going to um, condone it for a minute. However, as I said, people are angry, and when you've got the leader of your country, the supposed leader of your country, saying these things, it's just going to make people angrier. Of course. And his behaviour, I mean, at the start of this week, there were peaceful protesters Mm-hmm. Sitting, sitting, quietly protesting in, I think it was Lafayette Park, mm-hmm. and Trump wanted to visit a nearby church to get a photo opportunity. That was all. And instead of asking the police to just move the people along, they deployed rubber bullets and tear gas and just fired into this crowd of innocent, peaceful protesters so that Trump could then be photographed an hour later standing outside a church holding a Bible in quite possibly the most awkward manner I've ever seen anyone hold a book. Mm. And that was just, again, that just, I mean, I don't know. When, when it comes to Trump, everything that happens is kind of unprecedented and almost beyond belief. Mm-hmm. But that was just, that was horrific as well. He's a total idiot. The issue is, is that he's a dangerous idiot. Well, he's in a position of extreme power, which Mm -hmm. is what makes him a very dangerous idiot. And unfortunately, he's got an army of people, citizens, who, you know, hang on his every word. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there's there's a lot of people, there's a lot of very kind of, (laughs) very um, racist white supremacist types in America who are itching for a fight. Mm 
Oh, yeah. And Big Donald's not keen to stop that. I know. It, it's worrying. Um, I think if something did, well, it is breaking out that right now, um, it's, it's worrying. It's worrying. Um, you wouldn't expect a world leader to be... Well, you would expect a world leader to take sides in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I worry that um, he's making it too known which side he has taken, which isn't going to um, calm any situation anytime soon. No, I mean, obviously there's, a, there's an election in America this year. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've heard various pundits discussing whether or not they think this might win him the next election or whether this is going to lose in the election. What do you think? Um, I think the issue in America is that I'm not saying for one minute that Donald Trump is a better choice than Joe Biden. I'm not saying that whatsoever. However, um, when you're putting forward the best candidate, apparently, for the Democrats... Um, and that's Joe Biden. I mean, this is a guy that said shoot shoot them in the leg instead, <laughs> to, so you don't kill them. Um, I'm not saying he's a worst a worst choice, but uh, I can understand why the American people are just fed up, and there's not a, a, a an alternative been put in front of them. No, that's my opinion. Anyway, I think um, I'm not blaming the, Demo- the Democrats, uh, um, but um, if there is a, a solution to America right now, I, I personally don't believe that is Joe Biden, um, which worries me even more because I, I believe that Trump will win and do well, a second term. I mean, that's the, that's the problem. I mean, Joe Biden is not a fantastic option, but the no. only other option is another four years of Donald Trump. Yeah. And and America already seems to be on, you know, the tipping point of mm-hmm. descending into chaos. Another four years of Donald. I know. I think the issue is though. Um, was it twenty sixteen? Um, the last um, mm-hmm. U.S. election was. Um, I mean, the two options then, Clinton or Trump. I mean, I was looking at that at the time and thinking, I I couldn't vote for any of them. No. And and it's like. You'd be voting for a lesser evil. Yes. That's the issue. There's there's no real alternative in America. And I think um, a lot of the American population know that themselves. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know what's going to happen in November. Um, I really can't see um, Joe Biden winning it, though, which is worrying because you're going to have, as you said, another four years of this. You see, they're talking about... They've been they've been talking the last couple of weeks. They've been suggesting that he's going to have a black woman running as his vice president candidate. Right. Now, do you think that's do you think that's just done to appease a certain section of American society, or do you think that's a, a genuine desire to change things? Um, I'd like to think it was the the latter, but. If these people aren't stupid. Um, they they know what to put forward to try and and, and gain votes. Um, yeah. I'd be more impressed if they actually put policies and practices in place yes. to to help um the black community in America. Um, which I, I haven't seen um 
I've I've never listened to Joe Biden or um, even Hillary Clinton. She she talked a good game on women's rights and 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 racism, but your average decent person would be able to look better than Trump when it comes to things like racism or women's rights. It, it doesn't take a genius. No. Um, so I, I I just don't I just don't rate the Democratic Party at all right now, which is gonna um is, is helping Trump at the end of the day. So, um, and to I, make things to make things even more depressing, I think if they can get more depressing, the reaction over here in Britain mm-hmm. hasn't been fantastic in terms of politicians, in terms of our leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday. At Prime Minister's questions, Boris Johnson was asked by by Keir Starmer and by several other MPs to comment on not so much the situation, but comment on Trump's behaviour and just what's going on in America just now. And he was very reticent to say anything, mm-hmm. which I found quite appalling. Um, I can't remember who, I think it was Ian Blackford, brought <laughs> to attention the fact that the UK makes a lot of its money from America by selling them rubber bullets and tear gases and, you know, armour that the police use. And he asked Boris if he wanted to comment on that. And he just ignored, completely ignored the question. Um, Boris isn't a stranger to um, the odd racist remark. Um, so that doesn't surprise me. No. Well, um... that's, you can't really have Boris commenting on racism when he's talked about Picking any smiles and watermelon, whatever it was he said. Aye, yeah. letterbox um, woman. Uh, um, so, nah, it's just been poor all round. I mean, don't get me wrong, there has been um, people um, and but, but politicians and people just with a platform, um, famous people that have used their platform um, for the right reasons and they mm. are calling it out. I just hope that this isn't just something that blows over in a week's time. Um, so all your celebrities and your big brands like Nike, etc., who are um, speaking out about it, um, let's g- keep speaking out about it. Don't just do it because it's 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 trendy to do it mm-hmm. right now. Um, it, it needs to continue if, if we've got any chance worldwide, um, not just America to try and tackle racism. Um, I just hope um, it, it doesn't just blow over. Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it needs to... So all these people, like Harry Styles or Pink or Billie Eilish, all these people with a massive platform, they need to keep doing it. Absolutely. They need to keep doing it. I mean, we might not like it, but people listen to celebrities more <laughs> than they listen to politicians. Yeah. So if the people you like, whether it be Billie Eilish, whether it be, you know, anyone that, you know, the, the Harry Potter book series or whatever, mm-hmm. the people that are responsible for these things um, could make a big difference. Obviously, yeah. I mean, the onus is not on Billie Eilish and Pink to, of course. Resolve, you know, the, the, the racist problems that have been existent for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. But that is, I, I feel the same as you. I, I'm worried that this is just going to be a... You know, people are reacting to the situation from last week and next week there'll be something else that everybody's talking yeah. about and it'll just be another 
incident that we just forget about. We don't forget about, but it's just kind of consigned to history as the moment America went a bit mad. That's how it'll be portrayed in history. And it it can't be. Because this can't, I mean, this is, it's been going on for so long. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, who who do you think should actually be taking control of this? Who, 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 who can make the change? I think everyone can. I mean, yeah. of course you've got people in power that, that do have um, the power to make change, but so do we. Yeah. So do, we've got a responsibility too as well. Um, I mean, the majority of people will say, I'm not racist, Mm. Um, um, anti-racism right that's all good and well but there comes a time when you need to be more than that Yeah, you can't just not be racist you need to call it out Absolutely. at every corner and any time you hear anything whether that be something that's just a, a passing comment in the pub or when you're with your mates if anything is said you need to call that out that that's the only way to tackle this problem. If the people who are racist start to feel as uncomfortable and as singled out as what black people currently feel right now all over the world, then maybe that'll make a difference. I think so. I think so, because, I mean, that's the thing. You, you know, people don't generally listen to politicians. Mm-hmm. And the problem with politicians is, whoever it is, you tend to find that about half the people hate you know each particular politician so you know with boris johnson probably more than half of the uk right now don't like him so if he mm-hmm. says something not everybody's necessarily going to listen to him and the same with donald trump whereas if someone that you admire and respect you know a friend or a family member was to take mm-hmm. you to task for something he said you might actually you know take a look at yourself and think about doing things differently i mean it's something i've always done since i was probably a teenager if anyone, a friend or an, an older family member made a comment that was a bit racist, I would always call them out on it and just mm-hmm. say to them, look, that's just not appropriate. It's not on. Can't do that. And I think that's the way, that is the way to change, is that people who say they are anti-racist, they actually need to stand up to racism mm-hmm. rather than just saying, you know, um, I'm anti-racist and having a Black Lives Matter thing on your Facebook Mm-hmm. that's great i mean that's that's a good message you're putting out there but you need to tackle it because yeah. it's not gonna it's not gonna fix itself i've been brought up in a way where i've was taught to always call out um any discrimination or any mm-hmm. racism and i'm lucky that i have been brought up that way perhaps people maybe don't feel quite as confident that maybe if they are standing um at a train station or in a pub and they um, hear someone being racist or um, perhaps someone being racially abused I think it would be it is a scary situation I've been in it myself to stand mm. up and say and do the right thing but if everyone starts doing that then we'll be doing it together it won't be as scary to call someone out on it no and it's been I must admit you may be the same as me I've um, whittled down my Facebook friend list in the yeah. last week. Me too. Uh, I have seen, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter thing has obviously been, most people have posted something about Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And I saw quite a few people this week just posting 
about how they were fed up with the Black Lives Matter thing and how it was just attention seeking. And, you know, I don't know how many people, I mean, I follow a lot of pages, you know, like whether it's Harry Potter or Star Wars or the Foo Fighters or whoever. Mm-hmm. And all, all these things have gone, you know, Black Lives Matter this week. Mm-hmm. And underneath every single one of them, you get two or three, every every two or three comments, it's some tool going, uh, don't you mean all lives matter? And I've seen quite a few people that I thought were actually all right posting all this all lives matter nonsense. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's awful. This all lives matter nonsense, as you said, all it does is it takes away f- the focus from those who need it. It's mm-hmm. it's redirecting the attention from black lives who are the ones in, in peril right now. It's it's more divisive than than unifying like this kind of like I mean if you just heard the message all lives matter that sounds like quite a nice kind of let's all hold hands sort of message but it's not about that right now. It's mm. it, it it diminishes the the focus on. The, the violence and discrimination black people face every single well, day and see until... if people, sorry, <laughs> see if people, as you said people are saying they're fed up hearing about it imagine being a black person mm. you're fed up reading it imagine how fed up they are experiencing it every day yeah, or maybe not every day but experience regularly. it regularly throughout their lives Imagine yeah. how privileged must you be to turn around and say, oh, I'm fed up hearing about this. Yeah. Well, lucky you. You can't say all lives matter until black people are treated the same exactly. as white people. Because exactly. to them, they don't feel as if their lives matter. Mm-hmm. And to a large swathe of very racist, privileged white people, they don't matter as much. So it's it's just an incredibly selfish and stupid thing to say. And to get, you know, the one the one I've been seeing the last couple of days, it's the it's the people posting where were all the riots when Lee Rigby was killed by those two black guys, you know? I mean for a start, those two black guys that killed Lee Rigby were terrorists and mm-hmm. they were scumbags. arrested. <laughs> they were scumbags, but they were also arrested. They both got life sentences in jail. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, they were not guys who were being paid to protect and serve the communities that exactly. they represent. Like the cops that killed George Floyd last week, and just people the, who post about about Lee Rigby, they're just missing the point completely. Totally, and just on the, the subject of Lee Rigby, um, his family posted a statement today. Yeah. Um, they said, "We ask you to stop using Lee's image and memory in such posts, as he was a lover of all humanity, every race, gender, creed, sexuality, and colour." Lee Rigby's family have directly asked people to stop using his face and his name as a reason to um, discredit or put down the Black Lives Matter movement. So, and that just tells you everything about the Rigby family. The, exactly. Fair play Class. to them. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if, if you are one of these people that are using um, such a, a tragic story, um, like Lee Rigby's, um, to have a look at yourself. Yeah, because I mean, it was an absolute tragedy what happened to Lee Rigby, but his family are now asking people not to do it because they find it offensive. So mm-hmm. if you're doing that, you're actually upsetting the family that you claim to be standing up for. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're making, uh, you're upsetting them. They're not wanting you to do it, um, and they have sent out their heartfelt condolences um, to George Floyd's family during this extremely difficult time. So I think that sums it up. It's, uh, I think, I think you're right though. I think people need to just look at themselves and think: Are they doing everything they can to mm-hmm. actually? be a positive force because that's that's the thing i mean we've talked about this before maybe in a more light-hearted fashion but you and i are both quite socially minded and mm-hmm. that you, you like to be you like to think of yourself as being a force for good you and i in terms of our politics we're both kind of left i say kind of we're both very left-leaning <laughs> in terms of our views mm-hmm. and that you know that encompasses treating people equally and you know, respecting everybody's rights to be whatever they are, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, there's just there's, there's so many people who just don't seem to have that ethos. I mean, I don't know. I saw I saw a petition today actually, and it was suggesting that there should be kind of racial ethics taught in schools, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I think when I was at school, um, I wasn't taught. From what I, can, I, I didn't take history as um, a subject throughout school, but um, the start of academy and stuff, the first few years, I don't ever remember learning anything about um, black history, um, especially in Scotland. Yeah. Um, and the the part that Scotland played um, in slave trade, etc. And I think mm. I think Frankie Boyle was actually doing a documentary, um, or he has done. Um, yeah. I've seen a kind of trailer for it about yes. um, the slave trade. trade. And he's going yeah. around Glasgow and talking about um, Jamaica Street and the Merchant City yeah. and stuff like that, which is good. It is educating people. It's very good. That was, um, I mean, that was an eye-opener because I think people here in Scotland are quite, we're quite up ourselves because, you know, we think we're dead progressive in mm-hmm. Scotland. I mean, certainly in our, in our lifetimes, Scotland has always voted in a more progressive manner than down south but this documentary was quite an eye-opener when they realized the prevalence of the slave trade in scotland yeah and the big part that quite a lot of very wealthy scottish people played in oh, making yeah. the slave trade worse i mean i think uh, i think it was something like 33 percent of like kind of land in jamaica was owned by scottish people something like that that's a large percentage for um a, a small country like yeah. scotland and yeah there is lots of really decent people in scotland um that do speak up and uh, and do the right thing but i think we need to be honest with ourselves as well that racism is also rife in scotland oh. the, the west coast the, it's terrible it's i mean just the other day I think it was our Dawson Sockets Herald that put a post up about um, people taking the kneel um, for George Floyd. Mm. And the comments, I'm not even going to repeat them. I can imagine. I'm not yeah. even, uh, that's just our Dawson Sockets Herald, our, our local paper. Mm-hmm. The comments were despicable. Despicable. And then you've got Kilmarnock Police Station, three police officers um, kneeling down and showing their support for um, Black Lives Matter and for George Floyd. And all the other um, victims um, of police brutality, and there's people commenting on that, and you're thinking, what? It, it just it, it angers me and it upsets me as well. I mean, you know yourself. I, I have mixed race family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my sister-in-law, um, his father is Nigerian. Um, I have nephews um, that have been, well, nephew that has been subject to um, racism. He's 10. <laughs> um, it's happened in school. My brother and my sister-in-law have been called up um, because um, my nephew has had comments um, made about the colour of his skin. Um, so you're in complete denial if you don't think mm-hmm. race, racism is a problem in our country um, yeah. when it's happening in primary schools. That that's le- it's learned behaviour. Um, it, it doesn't. People aren't born racist. It, it's learned, and the, the the more we call it out, the more we educate put it in um, the school system, as you said, um, the, the better chance we've got of wiping it out. But we do. I mean, in Scotland, there's such casual racism in the language that we use. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a, a former English teacher, so I'm very interested in language, and I do, I kind of pick up on things. But, I mean, I notice, and I still, and I'm, I'm shocked when people still do this, but I know a lot of, I would people who I would say were quite respectable and quite progressive in their politics who will still say when they're getting a Chinese, they're going for a wee chinky. Mm. And I find that, I was in our local Chinese a few months back just before lockdown started and there was a a woman on her phone standing in front of the the two Chinese men who were working behind the counter and she was saying to someone on the phone I am in the chinky just now, do you want me to get you something? And there was absolutely no awareness that what she was saying was actually incredibly racist Uh, and i think we we do have like this very casual racism in the language that people use that i think a lot of people would think that wasn't even a racial a a racial thing to say i I think the issue there is is that a lot of people i mean i always call it out when i hear i just say it's chinese just say chinese It's, it's not hard but i think the issue is is that perhaps older generation and stuff that they may be called um like a pakistani shop and, mm-hmm. and or, or a chinese uh, restaurant or takeaway i think um th- i don't think there's th- there will be sometimes but i don't think there's malice behind no. it as such but times have changed it is yeah. a racist slur um it's not hard to change it to the correct term and just say you're having a Chinese it's yeah. it, it's not um, it might take you um, half a second longer to say um, yeah. but well it's the same number of syllables exactly um, so it's, we're not, you're not asking much by saying just don't say stuff like no. that but this, it, is where, uh, this is where our younger generations I think have a big part to play because it does tend to be like older folk like our parents and their parents generations who would have thought that that was an all right thing to say mm-hmm. and i think it's 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 important that we do you don't even have to do it unpleasantly just say look just call it a chinese yeah just just call it a chinese yeah you know call it an indian takeaway you don't need to call it anything else call it a chinese yeah and until people call that out it's just always going to be there and it's it's uh Mm-hmm. people just need to take a look at themselves I think if you're going to take a leaf out of anyone's book um, take a leaf out of Seth Rogen's book <laughs> did you see his Absolutely. Instagram? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. A- any negative comment that was put on like the likes of All Lives Matter he was just like fuck off stop yeah. watching my movies fuck you it was shut yeah. the fuck up <laughs> I loved it because I looked at it and it was like he'd obviously spent about six hours <laughs> And he'd reply to every single comment, every single all lives matter, or every single, you know, I thought you were all right. 
every single one it was like yeah fuck off don't watch my films again fuck you yeah. you, look, you look like a pedophile <laughs> it was just every single one it was he great was absolutely slate them and that's what i think that's what more select i know seth rogan's kind of edgy you know mm-hmm. so he's he's able to get away with that because the types of films that he writes and makes but people people with a platform like like you said like pink and billy eilish they should be doing that too Definitely. They maybe don't maybe not using the same kind of language that Seth Rogen does, but just saying, look, very simply, I mean, I, I would say that. I mean, we're not we're not in the same league as Billy Eilish with our podcast. But <laughs> I would say to anyone listening to our podcast, if you have these views that you know you think it's all right to, to be racist and to say all lives matter, don't listen to us because we don't agree with you, you know? Okay. And I think I mean admittedly we're not making lots of money from this. We're not making any money from this. <laughs> and I understand that for some artists, people like, you know. Taylor Swift and Billie Eilish, they're making a lot of money and they probably don't want to uh, irritate a section of their fans. Although to be fair to Taylor Swift, she's been quite vocal against Donald Trump this week. She's been very, very outspoken. I was quite surprised at her. Mm. Um, I saw, uh, what's his name? Um, Billy Billy Bragg covering one of Taylor Swift's songs because he thought that, you know, Billy Bragg, who's a very famous English socialist who's I used to have to listen to that. He had a CD. I know I'm going off at a tangent here. I'm just thinking lots of things at the same time. When I was a child, my mum, her favourite album to play in the car when we were going to school was the International by Billy Bragg, like his version of it. So I knew all the words to the International as a kid. Mm-hmm. And Billy Bragg's still a very famous kind of like lefty socialist type. But he had been quite impressed with some of the things that Taylor Swift had said this week. So he did a cover version of one of her songs a couple of nights ago. It was really good. Right, how are we listening at it? Yeah, sorry, I went off on a tangent there. No, just because we've obviously been mentioning the All Lives Matter um, waffle, mm. uh, I seen a tweet and it said, um, if you break your arm and go to the doctor and the doctor says, look, all bones matter, not just your arm, you're going to look at them stupid because, yes, all bones do matter, but the rest of them are fine. It's just your arm that needs attention right now. And that yeah. Black Lives Matter is that arm. I thought yeah. that was quite a, a simple way. There, there, is, there was up. another one. Yeah, I saw one that was like, it said, you know, if a house was in fire. Uh-huh. And the fire brigade turned up and they said, well, actually, all houses matter. We're going to hose every single house. Yeah. You'd be like, I, but ours is the one that's in fire. So yeah. it doesn't matter. All houses matter. Mm-hmm. That's what you're basically saying. Yeah. You know? I mean, black Americans are three times as likely to be killed by the police. Um, that This is uh, all lives... Of course, all lives matter, but it, not all lives are in jeopardy right now. Let's focus um, on the problem at hand. Yeah. Anyway, right. I think we've covered that quite nicely tonight. Mm-hmm. You get anything else you want to say? Um, we... Well, I know we've kind of. I don't know if it has become a tradition as such, but I have been saying like, "Are we saying on each oh, podcast?" Yeah, yeah. And I've not been doing it deliberately up until now. No. It's just no, kind of what, was your, what was your one? What was the first one we did? I think um, a problem shared is a problem halved. Um, well, that was me. I said that. I said a problem shared. And then I couldn't remember what the rest of it was. And you thought I was asking you, like, an exam question. And then you went away and researched it. Yeah. But then you said something last week as well. Um, <laughs> so, have you, so have you done that? Have you, have you come up with a saying? I've got a saying. Um, and just oh, to kind of finish off on, obviously, the topic of racism. And obviously because of the 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 murder of George Floyd that happened last week. Um, and George Floyd not been the first. I, s- I sincerely hope he is the last. However, um, 
he's not the first. So my saying is, if you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. So if that means calling out your pal that uses an innocent word um, (laughs) to describe Mm -hmm. a Chinese takeaway, call it out. It it might make your friend think twice about using it again. Um, We can take, we can all do small things that will have a bigger impact on this so there isn't any more tragic cases like George Floyd or Eric Garner or Michael Brown or Pamela Turner that I, I could I, I, I could list I could do a whole yeah. podcast just talking yeah. about um, the the endless list of names um, that have brutally been taken by the, the American police so um, yeah if you can't do great things do small things in a great way that's my That's saying great. for the week. I like that. Me too. And it fits perfectly Me into too. what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. So if you've learned anything today, it's, you know, be nice and call out those who are not nice. Yep. Because really, the only way the world's going to get better is if everybody gets a wee bit nicer. Yep. I know that sounds incredibly twee and incredibly simplistic, but you know what? It's probably better advice than any of the politicians are going to give. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just... Be nice and call out shitty racist behaviour or language when you see or hear it. Especially, you know, obviously especially, but call out your friends. Call out your family members. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in person, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, call them out. Yep. Speak to them. Tell them they're an absolute disgrace and embarrassment. Because yep. to me, every single person that I saw this week that posted something about All Lives Matter, I just thought, you are an embarrassment to yourself. Yep. And that's what they are. Tell them that. Okay. Tell them an embarrassment. Tell them, you know, you're not my friend. If you're going to be a racist asshole, yeah. you're not my friend. You're here. You're here. Anyway, hopefully, well, I'm not even going to say, I was going to say hopefully next week will be a wee bit more upbeat, but do you know what? The way the world's going, who knows? Something even more horrific could have happened by the time we decide to record next week. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But hopefully people have listened to this and Maybe had a wee bit of reflection about... Because, you know, I'm sure there's the majority of people listening to this are probably very groovy and cool. But you may know people who are not. So just take our advice and call them out on it and tell them... Don't say that we call them an arsehole because we might end up with, like, bricks through our windows. But, you know, tell them that you think they're an arsehole. <laughs> you can tell them we think they're an arsehole too if you want because we, we do. We're not going to hide behind I that. I can categorically say people feel free to tell any racist people that you know that Sue thinks you're an arsehole. I'm okay yeah. with that. And I'm okay with that too. I think you're an arsehole as well. Yeah. Because you are. And so does Seth Rogen. Yes. Good for Seth. <laughs> anyway, we will be back next week and Sue will have another saying and we'll have someone else to talk about and it will be fantastic. Woohoo. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Can't keep a girlfriend Ask yourself this simple question Are you enough?